Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Serve up this evening on a, on a Wednesday 
Absolutely. I didn't I didn't get that boxing news. You got to let me know what's good with that. But um yeah, a lot, a lot of great stuff going on. Make sure you guys get their Super Bowl squares. Go to sportscitychefs.com. We're still throwing, uh, selling squares. I think we got about 27-ish squares left. They're going fast, people. So 25 square, uh, bucks a square. Uh, a lot of big prizes uh, available. Uh, so make sure you go do that. Uh, but listen, I, I want to get to some appetizers real quick. Um, you know, the, it's that week low after the championship games in the NFL before the Super Bowl starts, and we we were victim to a horrific or horrific showing called the Pro Bowl. I, I had to air it out just for a little bit, just a little bit, just like 50 cents, just for a little bit, just a little bit. Um, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I mean, they should just go to two-hand touch. Um, you know, the guys are jogging down the field. Not run, you know, pass rushers not getting a rush. I get it. You don't want to get hurt, but I mean, you know, people in the crowd paid probably top dollar to get into that stadium to watch that in Las Vegas. Um, TP, I, I I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I mean, I don't know if you watched any of the Pro Bowl. If you did, I started to watch it, and I I was just like, yeah, next call. I just like I, I put on Amazon Prime. I couldn't take it. Um, what was your opinion on the Pro Bowl? Um, it's a wasted event. It doesn't make sense to even, like, talk about it. It's bad that they are actually suited in all of their gear from leg pads, uh, anything, shoulder pads, and they're waiting for the first person to get touched. Cancel that event. Just cancel it. There's no need to have a Pro Bowl any longer. It, it, so you're laughing. I am dead serious. I don't watch it. Oh, I'm I don't watch it once when they stopped tackling, and uh, I, I think after Sean Taylor yeah. laid that punter out, I think that's when they really took it serious to not tackle like that. And it's like you're taking right. away from the game of football that we all seen back in the day in the Pro Bowl when they actually made hits happen. Like this is this is not a football game. Um, like so, you mean to tell me that if a running back sees a hole and somebody touches him, the ball is dead? Like that's not even a football game. You're better off not having them in pads and let them play flag or let them play two-hand touches if that's the case. These are million-dollar athletes. They know what they signed up for. This is what they get voted to go do, to hit each other, not to touch each other. Like, I, I don't get it. Um, they have to revisit this. Goodell, I, you, you're going to have to figure this out one way or another. If they're not going to play, get the, the players that are underneath them that would actually go out there and play for the end of the season. That's all I can say. I really don't like the uh, program. I don't even really like talking about it at all. I really don't like talking about it. No, I, I feel you. It was just embarrassing. Like, you know, guys running, not even running, jogging, and once the, somebody got near them, the whistle was blown. It was pathetic. It was a joke. Uh, Mike, real quick, I'd love to get your opinion on uh, the farce that was the Pro Bowl. And I, I, mean, I mean, you don't even have to how to fix it. Who cares? Like, it, it's a joke, right? Yeah, it completely. Like you know, right. it, yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's it's the worst All Star game out there, and that's saying something because there are some pretty bad ones. But yeah, I, you know, I saw something the other day and it said, "Well, how about you let the let the two worst teams in the league play, and the winner actually gets the first overall draft pick or something like." Maybe that makes it uh, worth at least you know there's some kind of compelling point of a game at that time. Like, I, I get the concept. I, I like the idea of, like, all-stars from a sport, you know, you being able to uh, get 
like top talent when possible uh, on the field. With the way it is in football, you can't really do that. I mean, obviously you're going to miss guys that are at that high level or that are still there in the last couple of weeks of the season. But I, I, I like the idea of being able to get the top talent in a particular sport on the field at one time. But it only makes sense if there's a way where you could really see them compete against each other. And football hasn't really uh, – has we haven't had that in a long time. So I don't really see how you can uh, how you can make this worth worth doing. And it's a waste of time. Absolutely, absolute waste of time. I, I feel bad for the people that were in Las Vegas that actually sat through that crap. It, it, it's just a disgrace. But um, yeah, let's switch. Let's switch gears. There's nothing, nothing else to to, to talk about with that. Um, yeah. So I mean, listen, the uh, the trade deadline is coming up um, tomorrow at three o'clock for the NBA. Um, so we've seen some trades go through. I know TP. We've been we've all been kind of conversing offline um, about the trade deadline, some of the moves that has been going on, some some you know some good, some not. I mean, you had the trade with um, today with uh, English from the Jazz being traded. It was a three-way deal traded to the Trailblazers. He's actually out for the season uh, with a with a bad ACL out there, but Joe English, who was, a, um, I think he was second in the sixth man of the year last year to uh, Clarkson um, on the move. That's after Tuesday's deal that the Blazers uh, sent uh, C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans. They had got a really good player out of that, Nickel Alexander Walker. Now he's on the move. He's on the move to, to Utah. So, Alexander Walker was in New Orleans, went to Portland for a day. Now he's in um, he's in Utah, and that, that that's a big get for Utah to try to replace uh, the veteran forward Joe Inglis, who, uh, like I said, went down with an injury. But um, you know, you could talk about that deal, TP, if you want to talk about the McCollum deal. I know you know you were not happy that the Portland Trail Blazers uh, made that deal. They had previously uh, traded Covington. Uh, and uh, Norman, so, uh, you know, it's it's basically a fire sale uh, that's going on in Portland. Talk to me, TP. What are you thinking? Um, <clears throat> yeah, Portland is uh, really giving up on the season. And the worst part about it, I'm not even really looking at the trades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody that's there that I, I love as a player, but he's now the head coach. And Chauncey Billups. You mean to tell me that Chauncey just got there this year? They're a badly constructed team. They don't have chemistry. And you're getting rid of every strong piece that he has. Meanwhile, Damian Lillard is out with a, a stomach surgery. Like, so what is he supposed mm-hmm. to coach? What? Is he going to have a bad outcome and then you fire him after year one while y'all cleared the cupboard? This is hilarious what the Blazers are up to. Um, Damian Lillard actually chose your organization over the rest of the league, whether he wanted to go to the Lakers or not. He even went to some other team to try to make a run at at least getting to a strong potential push toward a championship series. This will never happen in Portland. They got rid of their best piece outside of Damian Lillard, where I like to debate him and uh, Damian together, CJ, uh, who's the better one. I get it. Everybody's enamored with uh, Damian pulling up for three for three at the, the half-court line, but 
it's like CJ is consistent as hell, and meanwhile they just got rid of Norman Powell, who was consistent as hell. And those playoff runs in the past season, Damian Lillard would shoot badly and have like 30% outputs, and these guys would put up 50%, and they weren't getting the ball enough. Now you get rid of the dynamic of these guys that were out there to help him, let alone this trailblazer team not to play defense, and you get rid of more more people. They're also they also got rid of Cody Zeller, another big, even though he's injured too. But that's mm-hmm. a seven footer. Like you have size to get rid of, where you don't even have defense in the paint. So I think the Blazers are giving up altogether. Chauncey might be on the next ship out too if the organization does this right. And who's to say? I think Damian Lillard's deal is up this year or next year if he doesn't leave. So these are all in right. front of this team. And this is outside of the trades that have happened. Just like you said, CJ, that's that's catastrophic to me. I don't think they get rid of a, a two guard of his caliber that has not let you down. And then um, Norman Powell, you just got from Toronto. You send him back to L.A. to California, where he's from. Every time he plays you guys, he's going to try to take it out on you guys. I I don't see Portland. Portland might be the worst team in the Western Conference after it all said and done. I think they might be down there. Especially, it's no it's no force to get Damian Lillard back. Why would I force Dame to right. come back? Sit out until you you're ready in the fall. Why why would I get you to come back? So um, there there's a lot of dysfunction if I will say that about the organization in Portland. Yeah, I I agree, but I I I feel like I feel like the Lillard McCollum um, pairing just hasn't. They got to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago, I think, right? But outside of that, it's first round or second round exit. It just wasn't working, and they couldn't build a team around them. So I get moving on from one of them. Um, but, TP, what do you think about New Orleans um, getting McCollum? Do you, do you think that was a good get for them to try to build around Zion? I think you're on mute if you're talking, bro. I was. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. I got you. Um, I got you. I, I think that's a good pickup to have alongside Brandon Ingram right now. Zion is missing so much time due to injury and, and health situations. It's But um, as for now, I don't know how far the Pelicans will go this season. We'll have to see how they look next season if they do keep this all paired together. And uh, Willie Green isn't the coach for me to see them be successful in the Western Conference. Yes, he has some knowledge from being on the sideline with the Warriors, but I don't think he could coach them up to be a Warrior team in the Western Conference. So it's going to look good, at least for, like, face value and some games that come through there. Let's just say a game where they're playing. I don't even know if I could pick on any team at this point in time. Um, Portland. Portland would have to come to there. <laughs> and uh, it'd be a game where you like coming in there just to watch how it goes down. Other than that, I mean, they're going to be a tough out, you know, a tough game uh, night in and night out. Yeah, I, I kind of I like it to, if they want to keep Zion. If they're trying to entice Zion to stay um, in, in New Orleans and not run out, um, like kind of like uh, Anthony Davis kind of got his way out of town, I think having McCollum there is a good piece with, with Ingram, but we'll see how it works out. Michael, Mr. Harvey, let me, let me hear your opinion on that trade, the big trade from Tuesday, from yesterday. T.J. McCollum, uh, I think it was a seven-player deal, <coughs> moving on to um, – to, to the New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers pretty much throwing up the white flag to, to get, pretty much give in and rebuild? Well, I think a lot of this is 
based on that stomach thing going on with Lillard, and I think something to what you said earlier about <clears throat> they've gone as far as they can with these guys, you have to pick one of those guys to be your franchise guy. Apparently there were some conversations with Bruce and Lillard and with that franchise in the offseason. And so maybe there's a part that says, let's just completely tear this down between free agency and maybe drafts and getting in the right position. Let's see what we can do to try to build this franchise around him, but we need to strip it every once in a while. <clears throat> you got to kind of, if you haven't done things right on the periphery to continue to make yourself better, they've made some little moves here and there, but sometimes you just got to strip everything down. I agree with CP, though, about the quality of player that CJ McCullough is. I think he does uh, add value to that Pelicans franchise with Ingram. We'll see what happens if Zion can ever get back. But I do think that McCullough doesn't need to be uh, the primary point guard on that roster. I think he does need a point. I think Ingram on a wing is still a special talent, and that team could at least be uh, fairly competitive or scrappy at times. Keep in mind, you're taking a guy like, you know, you're taking some hustle guys off that off that bench, and that team still hasn't been uh, hasn't made as advertiser as they hope they would be, you know, going into the season. Part of that Zion's health as well. But I, McCullough gives them another piece to try to build around, and he's a he's a very, very solid player. And at the end of the day, that's what you have to do to try to create value, like you said, to keep Zion. But I think, to your point, I think Portland just decided to strip it all the way down and still going all, all in with Lillard, and it may work if they can get those guys. If he does decide to bail or leaves that franchise, though, uh, there's going to be some very dark days in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I just I agree. I I just I feel like you know it, the, the the I love the duo. They just weren't winning enough. They were winning games, but to really supplant the the top teams, the Suns that are, were coming on, the Jazz and the and the Warriors. Now they're back at it. It just they just didn't have enough. So um, I I think you know trading Norman um, Powell and 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 trading Covington to L.A. was a good move for for them. Uh, for the for the Clippers um, to to really solidify their team, so it wasn't in their their long term plans. But then once they get their two big guns back, this is a dangerous Clipper team. Uh, once they get uh, Paul George, and once they get um, you know Kawhi Leonard back from injury, so um, that's a that's a very that's a very interesting um, combination that the Clippers are starting to build out there. Um, I, I want to say real quick, Powell gives them some, go ahead. Uh, I know Powell gives them definitely some quality at that at that wing position and some, and some stability to help bridge that gap too. And even when those guys get back, a three point presence and some and some hustle and a, and a great bench guy. Like he's a good piece on the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a valuable piece that I think adds to that team that's already having, um, you know, kind of. Just a 500. They're playing some solid basketball. They got some nice wins. They, you know, they had some bad ones, but um, weathering the storm without their two big stars. Uh, give give Tyron Lue credit, man. He's a heck of a coach. Um, uh, I don't. I feel like sometimes he doesn't get enough credit uh, for being a really good coach. But I really wanted to say really quickly. Um, you know, I just saw it. I, it happened maybe a couple of, an hour or two ago. But um, rest in peace to uh, Jeremy Giambi, who passed away at the age of 47, former outfielder, younger brother, Jason Giambi. Um, no cause of death was uh, was named 
but um, you know, he played six seasons for the Athletics, played with his uh, a year or two. Um, but yeah, the tragedy, uh, tragedy that stuck back. At 47 years old, this is too young. So I definitely wanted to shout that I out. I think he before, was a Philly uh, for got... a minute too, at one point. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. So chronicled in the Moneyball, right? Uh, the book and the movie. Um, you know, he was one of those players that was traded out of um, Oakland by Billy Bean uh, to Philadelphia um, to usher in the Moneyball era. So, um, yeah, you're right. Um, you're right, Mike. But yeah, just tragic news. 47 years old. Rest in peace. Um, you know, prayers to their family, to his wife. Um, you know, you never want to hear something like that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I wanted to to get your guys' opinion on the Sacramento Kings because we don't talk about them enough, and for good reason. They're a train wreck, and they just what are they doing? What are they doing? They make the big trade. Um, they get Sabonis, who, um, you know, all accounts is a, is a solid player. Uh, they get Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, uh, Justin Holiday, and then they get a future second-round pick, the Kings do. But the Kings had to trade away um, some of their young talent. They traded a Buddy Heald. They traded away, which was really the, the big I, – I, I think it was the centerpiece of the deal, if you look at it. Tyrese Halliburton, and a guy who I wanted to nix the draft and who, by all accounts, everybody thought, including Halliburton, that he was the cornerstone for that franchise as they were going to rebuild. And he he was absolutely floored that he was on the move and going to the Indiana Pacers. Um, I, I, I don't – it's weird because people were kind of saying, oh, if they knew Halliburton was available, they would have taken him. I, I don't – I listen. I don't know why you didn't pick up the phone, but why, why, why the Kings? What are you doing, um, Michael? I'll come right back to you. This is a head scratcher for me for the Kings. Yeah, yeah, for me too. But so I actually some people disagree, but I very much like De'Aaron Fox. But so I initially mm-hmm. thought yes. that the reason why they the reason why they started talking about. Buddy healed in trades was because they had Halliburton and Fox, and then it was decided, well, it was going to be one of the two. So the one guy you heard as possible, a name come up in trades was Fox because everybody's like, well, they really love Halliburton. And then it turns out, right. you know, I, so I'm very surprised at this trade too. I mean, unless they were just kind of uh, keeping those cards close to the vest and they really got what they really wanted in a return. But I, I was very surprised to see that move. I mean, listen, Jeremy Lamb's a solid player. I think, right, TP, he played in Oklahoma City for a little bit. I mean, but he's not a, a elite player. Their, their centerpiece is Sabonis. I love him, left-handed shooter. He's a, he's a tough guy, um, you know, gets the rebounds. He's, a, he's a, I think, a two-time all-star. He is, a, he is legit. And to your point, I agree. I, everybody thought – everybody knew Buddy Heald was going to be on the move. They, they tried to trade him to your team, to the Lakers, and that got poo-pooed because they wanted uh, Westbrook instead. How'd that work out? And it's like, okay, so everybody knows that the Kings are trying to move on from Buddy Heald. Okay, which was kind of crazy because he's one of the better three-point shooters in the league. But then everybody thought, and, and, and especially in New York, DeAndre, DeAndre Fox was going to be the guy that was going to be on the move, and maybe to New York. And now it's 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 Tyrese Halliburton. I don't get it. TP, I, I, I know you saw this trade. You were kind of puzzled, too, 
Love to get your opinion on Halliburton basically on the move for Sabonis uh, yesterday. Um, I don't, I don't like the move by either team. Um, I think this was a sink situation. It's not a sink or swim. Um, they're all young and they're trying to find themselves. Neither one of these teams have identities, especially when their biggest pieces are going to leave. So I, I, I just don't get what these teams are up to, especially in the Western Conference, where you need every piece to not try to figure this out on the fly while they're getting closer to the near of the end of the season. So uh, I really don't know what they're up to. Uh, it, it's baffling if they come up with something nice. So I can't wait to see it happen. Absolutely. I and I, I think the Pacers are kind of like the Blazers, not on that level, but I think they got the most that they could out of Sabonis. I don't think it was working. And, and like, obviously Sabonis and Miles Turner – Right, that combination wasn't working. Turner and, and they, they just they take up the same spot on the court, right? I thought it was mm-hmm. gonna be Turner that was gonna be on the move. You know what I mean? Not Sabonis. So it's it's a total like one eighty both sides. I thought it would be Fox and Turner on the move. No, it's Sabonis and Halliburton. Very odd. I mean, I don't know what the Kings are thinking. I kind of understand what the Pacers are thinking, but I really don't know why you trade Sabonis. That's an all-star. Turner's not an all-star yet. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's kind of crazy to me. Maybe there's more moves to be dealt. I mean, like the Blazers, the Blazers are going to have a hard time bringing in, you know, listen, they cleared almost $70 million in cap space to attract a big star, but who's coming to Portland? I, I don't know, right? Like, and, and the Pacers are the same. Who's coming to Indiana? And, and and to play with Miles Turner, I don't know. Like it's I don't know. It's it's really weird to me. I, I hope it works out for both teams. I don't wish harm on them, but they they have to build through the draft. And and I, I thought getting Tyrese Halliburton falling to their laps was a piece that you just couldn't let up. You couldn't give up. And here we go. They trade him. And I I don't know. It, it's kind of puzzling to me. But um. <laughs> Yeah, call in number nine two nine four. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Now, I think it would have been Turner had it not been for the injuries, and I think they're really worried that they may not be, ever be able to get value in him, and so maybe the value that they got first a bonus, like they're like, oh, we could get this guy, and we like this guy really projects out to be really high. So, I mean, the asking price or the the return was high enough that they decided to make the deal. But I think the reason why you always thought it was going to be Turner is because that's the guy that they would have preferred to have traded. But this was just an offer they couldn't refuse, so they went ahead and made the move. Yeah, I kind of agree. TP, did you have anything to add on this, bro? Uh, Not necessarily, no. Um, It's just unfortunate how a lot of these trades go down and and a lot of these teams get ripped apart at the wrong time. Like, I I don't see how these – moves right now are impacting these teams to be front runners. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just making moves to make moves, you know? Right. I, I mean, I, I hope it works out for them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I just don't see, I don't, like you, I don't see the path. I don't see, I, I, I just don't see the path. I really don't for both right. teams, but we'll see. You know, it's hard for them. It's hard for them to really rebuild. I, I, I it really is because I don't know who you're tracking to Indiana. Um, so, you know, French lick, I don't know. It, it's kind of crazy to me, but 
like I was saying, call call the number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Uh call us cookout, the chef, T P Timeless, the villain, uh, Mr. Harvey in the building. Uh, I definitely wanna give a shout out to PHI Apparel. Let me pay some bills and then we'll be right back. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Absolutely. Thanks to PHI Apparel. They do. They got great stuff available there. So um, one trade that hasn't gone down yet, but it's picking up a lot of steam, um, is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, the big pieces are James Harden, and Ben Simmons. Um, everybody knows that Ben Simmons wants to be traded. The Sixers are not hesitant, but they're trying to get a King's ransom for him. Now the rumors are starting to fly in that that James Harden's not happy in Brooklyn. He's injured right now with bulky hamstring, but he, uh, you know, he's refuted the reports. But it's pretty clear that. They're listening to offers, and they're looking to trade them. It might be a straight-up trade, but the Sixers are looking to, from what I read, they're looking to get a couple other pieces along. um, No, Brooklyn's looking to get a couple pieces from the Sixers, either Seth Curry, Maxie, or some kind of combination. Um, But listen, uh, for me, I thought McCullum would be in, in Philadelphia. I thought that was a good fit. But now it might be Harden. Harden is coveted by uh, that by by that crew, Daryl Morley and company. Um, timeless. The reports say that I mean at least Harden said he doesn't want to trade. He's happy in Brooklyn. Uh, Steve Nash has said that you know he wants to be here. Blah blah blah. But the the trade rumors are fast and furious. Do you think Harden will be on the move by tomorrow? Um. I don't know. I don't want it to happen. Um, the reason why I say that is because Ben Simmons isn't somebody I want to touch. He hasn't played basketball since last postseason. I wouldn't bring him into midseason, and he's scared to shoot the ball from last year into this season where he's going to be even more scared than everybody in midseason form. He's basically shot himself in the foot for me to believe in him unless he just comes out of nowhere and just starts playing like a um, regular basketball player. Like, yes, he plays defense. Yes, he could run the floor. He could make passes. But you have to prove to me that you can make a shot when it's crunch time. And I'm not I'm not investing in MVP. Like, like James Harden is an MVP at the end of the day. I, I care less if he's frustrated. Um, we're going to make this work until I, I get something that's worthy of the trade. I'm not doing it just to make people in Philadelphia happy. I'm not doing it just to have James Harden get happy because James Harden wanted to come here and didn't want to play ball while he was in the middle of Houston and didn't want to take layups or jump shots. So now that Kyrie doesn't want to take the shot, you don't want to play ball either. So these these guys are spoiled. Today's athlete, especially in the times of uh, the NFL, MLB, and and, uh, NBA, like 
they want what they're going to get at the end of the day. And a lot of these teams have been folding for it. And, um, I for, you know, you forget about what these teams and organizations look like in yesteryear. So these guys got to get tougher, be at the organizations and see what they can do about it. Otherwise, uh, a lot of these other cultures are going to happen in other organizations and you're not going to have any power being management or front office or ownership. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've seen we've seen this story before. Like he started to play poorly, Harden has, and you know, saying that no, I don't want my, I don't want to, I don't want to be traded, blah blah blah. And then next thing you know, he's traded. Um, it, I don't know. It it it's insane to me, I, Mike. You know, we know Ben Simmons, and I agree with TP. Like I wouldn't touch him because you know he's just. He just doesn't have it. He's like mentally, I don't know where his head's at, but he is a talented player. He is a great defender. Um, James Harden, you know, a scoring machine. He's a bucket, but he's frustrated probably with you know Durant injured and Kyrie halftime, um, like Nas halftime. Um, what's your opinion, Mike? Do you think Harden will be on the move, and should the Brooklyn Nets look to trade him? First of all, no, you don't trade. And second of all, if Ben Simmons is involved in a trade for James Harden, they better be asking for some other pieces to go along with uh, Ben Simmons. For James Harden as an MVP candidate, one for one, are you out of your mind? There's no way you make that trade. So you better be getting a couple of other pieces as well because you know Ben Simmons isn't going to be able to carry a team. So you better get a spot shooter in Seth Curry or Tyus Maxey or something else and maybe even a – a drastic. I probably don't uh, make this trade. If you're Philly, maybe you do. I'm a little concerned. And with obviously, like this would be as as good a value as you could ever expect to get from Simmons. But I will say, with a with a team acquiring Harden, it concerns me. Like you're on a championship level team. I understand you've had some injuries. Now you're malcontent. As was said earlier, you did the same thing in Houston. So who's to say that if you come to my franchise, if we're paying you max level money, and, you know, if we have a down season, like you're immediately going to want out of there and just bail on us. And so we've taken all the risk and now you're not going to, uh, you know, stick with the franchise. So I don't know. Like, I, I think there's got to be a little bit of uh, concern there. There's risk on, on both ends, but in the end, I don't think, I, I don't think Philly has enough for Brooklyn to pull a a trade for James Harden over there. And if, if they did, like, I think that would be a bad omen for that Brooklyn franchise. I will say this though, uh, for Ben Simmons to be at his best. And I'm not sure how good that is. Honestly, we've talked about a, a lot of the things wrong with him. You've heard me say uh, plenty about Ben Simmons on this very network, but Ben Simmons, is a supporting cast member. He's a, uh, another piece. And so he's going to thrive and do his best and really excel if he's on a team with other real stars around him. Uh, and that's probably what would be optimal for him, but I don't know that that's going to work out for him. And if I were a franchise, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't touch that. So that's my thought. Right. I mean, but Mike, do you do you agree with the Sixers? Not I, we all know they need to move on from Ben Simmons. I, I I think that's a consensus. But do you think that they need to get a a piece? 
for mm-hmm. for for Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate right now, right? And um, they're going to no, waste his five years. Yeah, now they they definitely do need to get a piece for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, so if you move on to the from Ben Simmons, fine. But if you can't get Something that's that's really valuable for your franchise. Remember, this is a guy that you spent the number one overall pick on. This is a guy that you did a lot to try to help develop. This guy. This is a guy that you invested. Right. You know, he was he was part of that process and that trusted process or whatever. Like he was one of the next to Embiid. Like he was uh, one of those main uh, like figureheads in, in what that in that logo, so to speak. Right. And so for me, if I'm going to trade this guy. I'm going to get some value back or somebody that can be a piece. And if I'm not, then I'm going to play hardball because instead of giving him up for peanuts, then he's going to sit out if this is part of what's, what's going to happen. And I'm going to make sure it costs him in the end too. Right. I mean, and as bad as the Sixers were early in the season, I think that's the first month and a half or so, they are 10 games over 500 and two and a half out of the number one seed. I, I think you have to you have to go for it. You have to get him a piece. I thought I'm just what I'm saying. McCullum would have been perfect for him, but you know, if you can't get him, maybe you could pry him away from the Pelicans. There's still time. I I I don't begrudge the Sixers to go after Brooklyn, but what, Brooklyn, why would you trade him to to the Sixers in your conference, a team that you're looking up at right now, who this, their Nets are just free falling. But TP, I mean, if you're the Sixers, are you trying desperately to get? James Harden right now? I mean, he's a good pickup. Don't get me wrong, but um, I, I think that it won't change the dynamic of what Philly's going to do right now. I mean, it, it depends on who they get rid of because him and Curry would be an interesting tandem, but on the defensive side of the ball, who's stopping any of the guards with him and Curry? Like, both of them don't play good right. defense. So that's something I'm worried about, especially while they get into the month of April where everything counts, and they're going to attack both of them. And Harden still doesn't look like he's back to himself from last year once he suffered the injury. So if he's not fully vested on the defensive side of the ball, Curry doesn't play defense, Embiid isn't your best defensive big man. Like, they could funnel stuff to him all they want. He's not a blocker. Like, he may block a shot, but he's not one of those Matumpo's surge of blockers. I'm not trying to put that label on him, but there's a lot. This this may turn into the East Coast Portland Trailblazers. So, this is something I'm worried about if, if Philly really wants to make this happen at this point in time, approaching the All-Star break. Right. I mean, Lillard or, or McCullough would have been perfect. I just think the, the, the East is tough at the top. The Heat, I think, don't get enough credit, but they're a really good basketball team. The Bucks, I'm sorry, Mike, after beating the Lakers, looked really good last night. Um, the Cavs, this year's New York Knicks, like they're – they're over their heads right now playing some really good basketball, and I love the trade that they just made, right? Um, the, I mean, the, the Cavs the Cavs are dangerous. The Cavs, the, you know, it, I, don't, I don't think that – I don't think that they could get out of the East, but picking up Levert and, and, and moving Rubio, who was already done for the year, while you got Rondo, I, I like the Cavs, but it, it's wide open in the East. It, you know what I mean? I think if if Brooklyn gets their act together, they can still get out of the East. The Sixers, if they get another player, if, if they get another player with 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 Ben Simmons, who's not playing and is not going to play this year, that's icing. That's gravy, right? That's that's 
that's gonna, that might be able to push them over the hump. Even if it's an average player, I think you have to do a deal if you have a Sixers, just so that you can get him more help and that you might be able to just get over the hump. I, I just don't see why you wouldn't try to make any kind of move. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, and, and TP, I'll ask you, did you like that Levert to the Cavs deal? Um, It's interesting because the Cavs are an interesting team at this point in time. The Pacers are trying to have an identity to put together, and they don't. They get rid of Jeremy Lamb. They get rid of Sabonis, and now they get rid of Levert. It's like a lot of these teams are breaking their team up. Everybody's doing a reset to do what? Like, I, I don't get it. The Pacers aren't competing now. Like, I, they're going to put themselves way behind the eight ball again and, and wait for another, what, two- to three-year turnaround? I, I, I think this is a bad mistake by the Pacers. Uh, they should have kept Levert to me and uh, watch his team try to, like, build around them before you get rid of him because you got pieces to make it work with him and Brogdon. And uh, now now you get rid of the other guys that were supposed to be a part of at least a five. So um, the Pacers upset me with that move. I think this is an interesting move for Cleveland. I don't think this pushes them to win the East, but it makes them challenging on whoever they face. Right. Mike, what did you think about the um, Levert trade from the other day? Do you think that's a good deal for the Cavs? Do you think the Cavs, um, they can make some noise in the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's a good move for them. Like, Karis Levert is a, is a guy that I really like. I thought he was pretty good in Michigan. He's bounced around to a few different places. I think he's got – he's on a team with some younger guys. So it kind of brings a veteran sort of influence to that roster, too, and to that team. So, I mean, I think that Cleveland has that chance to be sneaky good. I mean, if if things were to fall just right or they were able to pull it upset, I mean, like, you know, think of where Atlanta went last year, right? Like, Atlanta advanced pretty far. And so if things were hitting just right, could Cleveland have some kind of result like that possibly? Yeah, I mean – could they also get bounced in the first round? Sure. But, like, this is a, a very entertaining brand of basketball. Cleveland Cavaliers team, and except for the years that in which they've had LeBron James at times, like, this is as good as Cleveland's been since, you know, the Brad Darty, Larry Nance, all those guys, like, without the, the super, superstar on that team. So, uh, listen, I, I feel like Cavs fans uh, – have more reason to be optimistic nowadays than they have in in a long period of time. So I'm um, big ups to them. But can they can they pull some things off if they break right? Yeah, I mean, are they a serious threat to like get out of the East? No, but I think they're an entertaining basketball team and a team that should be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think somebody had said like if LeBron was on that Cavs team, like they would be a, they would be a really good team. I just. I think they're entertaining, and it's like I thought they were kind of like they'll come back down to earth. Eh, I don't know if they're really good, but then I watched them just destroy my Knicks. Like I think a couple weeks ago, they're young, they're athletic, they play hard, they play defense, and when they're hitting threes, they're a dangerous team. I like watching them. I think they they they're like you're right. They're like I like them to the Knicks because they're over cheesing like from last year. I could see a hawk scenario where they could pick off some teams that they don't, you know, they're not on their P's and Q's in, in the series. So, 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. But, uh, yeah, call in number, but as always, 929-477-2759. I got another chef in the building. I'm going to bring him in, Mr. Aaron Simmons. Serious, coming in late, as always, probably at band practice. This one time at band camp. <laughs> no, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. But, fellas, you know, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. I'm going to pick right up with you guys. That's all I'm talking about the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And for me, gentlemen, um, again, I, I think it was Mr. Harvey who was talking about, you know, this Cavs team looking like the Atlanta Hawks team of a season ago or even the New York Knicks team from a season ago, a team that kind of came out of nowhere, sort of speak, and is, is playing some significant basketball. Um, Kevin Love seems to have kind of turned back the hand of time, if you will, and is playing significant minutes for them and, you know, giving them 18 and some change a night. Um, and so to, to, to go bring in a guy like a Levert who's had camaraderie, um with the other big man that they that well was out there with them in Brooklyn, um, and those guys can sit there and let's real talk. Like, here's the thing: team is going to the second round. Period in the discussion. Mm. I, I, I can make a legitimate case that this Cavs team is a lock to at least advance to the second round of the playoffs because they play defense. Um, they can get scoring from all five five spots. You know what I'm saying? They go at least six, seven deep. Um, and if the injury bug doesn't bite them, um, I, I, I would love to see what they did in a five-six matchup or five-four matchup. Excuse me. I would love to see what they do against another juggernaut team in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, we, we, we all know what Brooklyn's about right now, and you know they're struggling and having having issues and whatever. So I mean, give me another surprise teams and to come out of the Eastern Conference, not name Milwaukee, not name Miami, I, I, I'm not too sure you can find one. Or Chicago, I'm not too sure you can find one. No, I mean, listen, I like Miami. I think they're, they're, they're dogs. They play hard. Um, they can shoot for three. Jimmy Butler's a killer. When he, when he you know, when he's ready, he can get after it. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I really do like what I see from um, the Cavs, and, and I think they. I would. I would be surprised. To, let's just say that I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the second round. You know what I'm saying? Like I think they're that good. So um, we'll see how it shakes out. But um, go ahead. What's the Miami team that looked like it in the off season? Like okay, what when you look at what they added this off season combined to what, with what they already had on the roster and how it would kind of shift some pieces around. That looked like a team that really <clears throat> had the potential to contend or be or be a problem in the Eastern Conference, even leading up. And they really haven't – I mean, maybe at times a little slow start, but they haven't disappointed as far as where they are in the standings right now. Right, 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 right. I totally agree. So I, I, it's going to be fun. I, I think it's going to – it, once we get, you know, let's get the trade deadline done, and then we'll see what, what you know, if they add another piece or, or not. But I think the Cavs, I think they're a piece away from really being a serious contender for a chip, but I think they can get that in the next year or two. I think Cleveland fans deserve um, to, to see a team, you know, that isn't struggling. To, I, you know, it, it's a good time to be in Ohio, right? Uh, nice segue. Uh, Cavs playing some good basketball. 
Um, the Guardians are coming. <laughs> and oh, oh yeah, there's a Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl with a Ohio team, right? Some one of those uh, Cincinnati, right? So, um, you know, Cincinnati and the Rams uh, Super Bowl. We haven't we talked about it last night on the NFL Free for All uh, Tuesdays at nine o'clock on Sports City Chefs Network. Put shameless plug. I want to I want to talk about I I I'd, I'd love to get opinions on the games, but I you know we could save that for Sunday's show. I want to kind of get have a little fun with you guys. I want to get into some prop bets. Um, TP knows I, I know TP loves to bet. Um, he, he has a second home in Vegas, so I want to do some prop bets. I want to do some stats, right? So what? What? You better go ahead. Everybody knows TP, man. TP, he's that dude in, in Las Vegas. He's like the man. I, I was watching uh, Do the Right Thing. He's like the man. You know what I mean? Like, let me get some flowers. I want some flowers. You know? So, uh, now I'm just playing. <laughs> Spike Lee and Knicks fans. This, this is this is what I have to deal with. Spike Lee and Knicks fans. <laughs> you know it, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. You want the whole thing? Yes, I'll pay. Uh, you know the mayor. You know, you know they're having a middle highlight. But um, I want. <laughs> I want some fun. I, I I I was looking at some prop bets, and I should probably do a couple prop bets. So I'm definitely using you guys to um to to set up my cards. So I, I was looking at, you know, some of the, the passers, right? Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, looking at uh, their over-unders. So I'm going to ask you, TP, Joe Burrow, his over-under for passing yards is 276, 276 and a half. So over-under that, he averages about two, I think it's 295 a game. Uh, 295 a game he averages, but the Super Bowl bet is over under 276 and a half. What would you take? I'm going under. Wow, Mike, Michael, what would you take, the over or the under? I think you're on mute. Yeah, so it's tough to say. Like my first inclination was under. Because of that, because of the Rams defensive front, because of Ramsey. But yep. Uh, as quickly as, as time jumped on, I'm, I'm there's part of me that says if it does become a shootout, they may have to really throw the ball if they can't run it on that on that Rams uh, front. So, but my, my initial inclination is under as well. Okay, serious. What do you think? Well, Over on two seventy one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Sirius, what do you think about the, his passing yards over under two seventy six and a half? You know what? I, I, I have to go over. I, I really have to go over. And you know, for for me, if the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have any shot, in my opinion, at, at at pulling off the upset, Joe Burrow and his weapons are going to have to really, you know do the damn thing, if you will. Um, so, give me the over there. Okay. I agree. I think I think if it gets into a shootout, you easily get that number. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you a question Stafford. about over under. Wait. I, w- I want to ask you a question. Wait, wait. Jalen Ramsey yep. said he's shadowing Chase everywhere. He said he's shadowing him. So, that's oh, going to be a tough matchup for him. And you think oh, okay. Aaron Donald's okay, going to let him sit back there and party? 
Wait, you think he's gonna let him sit back there and party? Aaron Donald and them are in front of a Super Bowl. So let me go ahead and say this. Let me go ahead and say this. Let me answer this question real quick, Barry, and then I'll shut up. The fact that Jalen Ramsey is signing Jamar to me is irrelevant because not not the poo-poo on Jalen Ramsey's skills. There are a plethora of other weapons that Joe Burrow has at his disposal. And if if Aaron Donald is going to try to make his hay, in the backfield, so big, but there are different things that you can do to get the ball in your playmaker's hand. Don't forget, we all we all know that sitting here on, on sports beat on a Wednesday before a Super Bowl, talking about Aaron Donald making his hand in the backfield. That Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals understand that they know that. So if I'm that Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm bubble screening, I'm quick playing, I'm putting them in three step drop to get the ball out of his hands and trying to neutralize and minimize that defensive front. How difficult it may be. I mean, again, Aaron Donald, Von Miller and company are, are no scrubs, no scrubs at all. But I think if, 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 if the Cincinnati Bengals have a legitimate shot at winning this ball game, it's going to have to be on the arm of Joe Burrow. I get it. Okay. TP, reset. You said it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant? I, I, I highly beg the difference. <laughs> Chase, Chase has been – Relevant in every one of their games that they've been successful in, and you said that that's it. okay, Barry. In the words, in the words, in the words, in the words, in the words of Mike Singletary, I need winners. I can't win with them. <laughs> if I'm put, and if I'm putting my money on this, you're you're subjugating on how you're going to look at this on how it should be. He's talking about betting. We're talking about money. My point exactly. So here's here's my thing, TP. All right, here's my thing. Regardless of whether Jalen Ramsey, you know, shadows Jamar Chase, I, I fucking think Jalen Ramsey can't check him one on one. I fucking think that, but that's another context, another day. But the, regardless of the fact that Jalen Ramsey said he's going to shadow Jamar Chase, there are four other weapons that that, that the United Bengals can use and have used all season. Joe Mixon off the backfield, nasty. Higgins coming out, come, coming out the slot, nasty. Boy coming out wide, pretty decent. So, Jim, let's say for argument's sake, let's say for argument's sake, uh, Jamar Chase has two catches for, for 10 yards. The rest of the squad is going to have to kill. And I think the rest of the squad eats. We'll see. Listen, I, I I don't see the Rams being successful with Ramsey shadowing Jamar Chase just because that's not the defense that they normally play. But I, I agree. I think they, with TP, that's what they have to do. You you can't let you can't let how they get um, how they're going to get Jamar Chase off it. They're just going to move him on the opposite side, put him in the slot, what have you. Ramsey is the best cover guy on the team. He's got to show up, and he's got to cover the best guy. So we'll see how that goes. And you, and you um, know what, Barry? That that's the beauty yeah, my, of the, that's the that's the human element of the game, right? So right. what will happen is Ramsey will win his share of matchups. Jamar Chase will win some as well because once again he knows where he's going. He will win a few as well. Will the quarterback see him when he does? Will he make the accurate throw? Will he will he go to the right place? And even when he doesn't, and Ramsey gets beat. Can somehow Ramsey, like, <clears throat> bump him off or get a hand in there to defend it or whatever? Like, those are those plays that could go either way. 
that could have a, a deciding factor on this game or even how this bet turns out. When you, and and, the, and the, the beautiful part about it is we want to see guys compete at this high of a level. We want to see the best corner in the game against an emerging young receiver who at least uh, a lot of us on this network have said this guy's very special. So we want to see what happens yep. on this big stage when these guys do get to match up against each other. And that's the human element of the game that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to come right back to you, Mike. Matthew Stafford, he's at over under 281 and a half. So that's his line for the season. Stafford averages just at 289 per game this season in the regular season. Uh, I don't, I don't have his playoff stats, but so 289 for him, the over-under at the Super Bowl, 281 and a half. Are you going over or under? Once again, I think this is one of those that could go either way. I'm tempted to say under because I think I could see this game going where the defensive front of the Rams makes life very difficult for Seattle. Stafford makes enough throws, but with Akers and Michelle and those guys, the Rams are able to do enough to run the ball. Like, I could see him having a very good game. I could see him throwing for 280, 285 even, but like 286 being that number. I'm going to say under. I mean, I think it's pretty close, but I'm going to, I'm going to go under. Serious, what do you got? 289.5 for Matt Stafford passing yards, over or under? I'm going under here. I think this is a game where the, the L.A. Rams look to, to utilize the running game. Uh, they have a, a, a plethora of different backs that they kind of rotate through. And I don't believe that Matthew Stafford is going to need to, to put the ball in the air um, as much as as they may want. I mean, he's going to get his, you know, his normal hundred and some change to the Cooper Cup. But other than that, I just don't see the need to put it in the air. So give me Matthew Stafford in the under. Interesting. TP Timeless, what do you think? Over under 281 and a half. I'm going over. Um, this is in their backyard. They're in SoFi. Uh, the stage is set. Brady did it last year. First uh, team to win in their stadium. I think this is a uh, situation where it's Hollywood. It's, it's Stafford and, and everything that he's been through. I can just see the, the limelight now, him trying to pull down the MVP. He's already the favorite for the MVP. He's not going to win it with a 240-yard passing day. I feel like he's going to try and electrocute the hell out of this defense, and uh, this may be a big Cooper Cup Odell day. I can't wait to see what Odell does. That, that's another person I'm with. There's no way that it's under 300. I, I think Stafford goes crazy. I I, I, I think it's under. I kind of agree with Sirius. And I, I think Burrow's going to be under, too. I just think that the, 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 the Bengals' rushing defense isn't very good. I think the, the the Chiefs were able to run the ball. They kind of got away from it. Uh, the Titans were able to run the ball as well. So I, I think – and I think the Raiders had a pretty solid rushing game as well too. So I just think that, you know, I think it's going to be a healthy dose of Michelle and, and Akers. I think they're going to try to run the ball. Maybe some play-action pass. Maybe they'll get a big play out of uh, Stafford. But I think at, at the end of the day, I think he'll just be under. i just be under. But I think, like Mike's point, I think he'll be close. So we'll see how that goes. And I almost just lost money on the Chicago-Charlotte uh, game because they wanted – it's 10-and-a-half I got the line at, and they almost got a shot at the end and, and, and ruined it. So um, it, it, could, it, could, it could turn.
turn on a dime just like that, just like that. But um, I'm gonna go to some. I'm gonna go to some receiving. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the two uh, big receivers. I'll use two. So I'll do Jamar Chase over under seventy eight and a half pat, uh, receiving yards on the game. Timeless. I'll come to you. Do you think Jamar Chase with Ramsey shadowing him now that you said, and I think that's a big news. Um, over under seventy eight and a half. Uh, that's a good number. Um, mm. I think he will get over that. I think he'll get over that. So it's, it's, it's basically eighty yards. I feel like he'll hold him to like eighty four. Yeah, like eighty four yard day. Seventy eight is it, he'll reach that. He'll reach that. Interesting. Interesting. I I I I I'll say I don't my, think it's going to be one of those hundred twenty five yard days. He I don't think that's right. Lamar not doing that. That won't happen. Right, right. I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. Um, serious. What do you think about Jamar Chase seventy eight and a half? And I'm using FanDuel. If it, if you guys are wondering, yeah. that's what I'm using for, um, to to get these props. Seventy eight and a half for um, Jamar Chase. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go over there. I I think honestly, you know, I, I think that Jamar Chase is is a freak of nature, um, and not to poo poo on the skill set of Jalen Ramsey, but um, I have seen Jalen Ramsey get you know rotisserie style barbecue chicken uh, enough. You know, we all saw uh, what Mike Evans was able to do to him, and if you look at the skill set that Jamar Chase has, it resembles that a lot. So um, give me Jamar Chase and, and the over on the prop. Okay, that's a, it's an interesting one. Mike, I'll let you be the tiebreaker between these guys. Over or under 78.5 receiving yards for Jamar Chase, your boy. I think he goes. I think he go. I think he goes over. Because here's the deal: even if he matches up with Ramsey out there, if he beats him once, if he gets away once, I mean, I could see 50 semi right in there. Even if that Cincinnati offense is held to 14 to 17 points or whatever. So, uh, I I think he goes. I think he goes over, but you know, I I feel like if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to bet that way, you know, look at what these odds are with Higgins. Because if this guy's under, then Higgins could blow up and have a easily hundred plus yard day. Yeah, I agree. I I'm going to take the under on Jamar Chase. I think he becomes under T Higgins sixty nine and a half. I would take the over. I think he has the bigger day because I think they're going to focus on taking Chase. They're not going to let Jamar Chase beat him. And like I said last night. I think they're going to let anybody else beat him, maybe T. Higgins, maybe even uh, the tight ends. Um, maybe they'll have to beat him. So, But I don't think it's going to be Jamar Chase. So I would take I would take the over on T. Higgins, 69 and a half. So um, that's what I would do. TP Timeless, Cooper Cup, the, easily the best receiver this season, uh, 2021, um, in the Super Bowl, in his second Super Bowl. His line – for receiving yards is 105 and a half. 105 and a half TP timeless. What would you take? The over or the under? Oh, uh, over. He, he, he'll be the threat to Matthew Stafford for the MVP. I, I don't really feel like they got a cornerback court that could deal with all of them, let alone Cooper Cut, how he's been able to go off and 
get his quick routes going as soon as uh, the ball is snapped and he's available as soon as he takes his first two or three steps. So I think it'll be very hard for them to stop him while he's been doing this against every defense that he's played thus far. I, I think he smashes 105. Absolutely. He averages about one 114 a game. Uh, he's just had a monster season. Uh, monster season. It, it's, it's insane. It's like Madden numbers. Um, Michael, over under 105 and a half for Cooper Cup. I think over as well. I mean, I think you basically have two huge main weapons on that team. And to TP's point, he could be that person for MVP. The, the crazy thing is, and and you said it earlier, TP, about Odell Beckham. You'll be curious to see what he does. Listen, if he broke free on a couple bombs or whatever and Odell Beckham got multiple touchdowns or something, that can make that MVP discussion very, very interesting um, late in that game on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Serious, what do you think over or under 105 and a half? Uh, I'm going to go slightly under. I, I, I'm going to go slightly under because, I, again, I think if I, the Rams stick to the script, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, I can see a, a well-balanced attack from, from all three of the eligibles. I, I think Beckham, you know, chips in, you know, with some yards. I, I think, you know, Jefferson chips in with some yards. I, I can see them running some stuff out of the backfield uh, screen-wise. So I don't think that um, Cooper Cup is going to need to torch Eli Apple. Um, so I'm going to go slightly under. <laughs> He, he, he doesn't Apple? need to. Eli Apple? He, he, oh, my God. Yeah, this is it. he doesn't need to. Oh, he will. Eli Apple. Barry, you know, you, you know Eli Apple, Barry. Barry, you know you know him himself. Mike knows him himself. Absolutely. He's in New Orleans and in New York, bro. He's going to cover. I'm done, bro. I, I, I'm really, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, bro. It's like, Eli I'm Apple, done. your services are no longer required. No more. I don't, don't want to do this no more, bro. I'm done. Cooper Cup's going to eat him up. TP, Odell Beckham. You sound ridiculous. You sound ridiculous, bro. You sound ridiculous. He said slightly under just to say slightly under with Eli Apple. I'm I'm, 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 I'm not doing that, bro. I'm not doing that. I'm quit, bro. You got to play the game. Come on. You got to play the game. Come on. I'm, I'm okay. No, care, come bro. on, you gotta play the game. Do you know Eli Apple is like like he he's he's fucking apple pie and I'm accusing for it. I don't need to say he Eli Apple Pie, that's he's done. He's like a rotten apple core right now. He's a, he's like a the, rotten apple with the worm in it, like uh like prodigy from Mob Deep. He said, he said, I'm going to go slightly under because um yeah I don't think so. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. and um I'm just gonna do that because Eli Apple is not gonna get eaten up like that. Why are you <laughs> out of your head? Are you out of your? Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I won't. I won't. <laughs> Pineapple. You know you as soon as somebody play. steps on the field, they're going to I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that because he's like Apple. Is he's going to defend Cooper Town. I'm not going to do that. No, spite me. <laughs> what I said. <laughs> well, that's what he said. I didn't say that he would. <laughs> that's why he's laughing like that, people. He's laughing like that because he said Eli Apple is going to cover Cooper Cup um, Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing this. He's like, Mike, what were you saying, Mike? Mike, were you saying something? I, I, I couldn't hear you. Uh, 
Come on, T. You got to play Odell Beckham, sixty-two and a half. Come on. I just said I don't know. If, I don't know if Eli Apple is going to be holding up Cooper Cup, so I don't know. If he's going to be <laughs> he's going to cover two guys at the same time. <laughs> he's going to lock them both down at the same time. I don't know. So maybe strap, I, I, I think I'm going to go. Up, I think I'm going to go slightly up. under because Odell Odell is going to be on lockdown too. Because um, I said Chad is going to go under, and um, I'm going to stick with the story. I just don't know what to do any longer. So I'm going to go over <laughs> with Odell. I just don't know. So I'm going to do with Aaron. Oh, snap. You, uh, you're funny. I love that. I'm, go, I'm going over. Mike, 62 and a half, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Now, I, I think the answer is over, and I hope I think OVJ is just hoping that he gets a chance to take a bite out of that apple as well, uh, because he knows that he, he knows that Eli can't cover him. You know, he's not worthy of Michael Jackson's baby's name of blanket. I mean, listen, so uh, he's not going to cover him. Uh, I think no matter who's on him, I think Becker gets at least 62 yards. Seriously, do, do the Bengals have another cornerback? They have They have more than one cornerback, right? Or is uh, Eli Apple going to cover? They do have one other one, but he's he, 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 he horrible, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And with his logic, he said Stafford's going to go under, right? Because Eli under. Apple uh-huh. in the other corner is bad too, so these two <laughs> corners are bad, and they're just going to hold Stafford to under 280 yards. I don't think so. They're going to shut him down with the bad corners. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it was Andrew. Plant. I know. Plant. My name is my name is Aaron. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Because they're going to feel bad. They're going to feel bad for him. They're going to feel bad they're for bad. Uh, Eli Apple. They're going to tear right that scoreboard. This is going to be one of the 55 10 Super Bowls. I'm telling you, they're going to feel bad for him. Right when he gets to 103 yards, they're going to say, stop. Don't do it anymore. Stop. No, stop. There you go. There you go. He's going to get to the 103-yard on on an open field run, and then Ricky gets shot in the back with the shotgun, and the boys in the hood, Ricky! Blow! Ricky! (laughs) (laughs) You have him before. What did you do? What did you do to my boy? What did you do to my boy? That's right. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna go to the Russian Russian props real quick. Joe Mixon, sixty and a half rushing yards over or under serious. Say under because Eli Apple is on the other side. He is. He is. So Joe Mixon, what was what was the line? Sixty and a half rushing yards. Mm, I'm gonna go slightly over. Slightly, it's like everything's slightly. slightly over. <laughs> Michael, sixty and a half for Joe Mixon, over or under. Did you lose Mike? Is he there? Mike, if you're there, come back to us. It's it's only Eli Apple talk. We we, we promise you won't. Will be nice. Um, I don't. I don't know if he's there. Uh, come back, Mike, if you're there. TP sixty and a half over under for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's gonna go under because um you know Joe Burrow 
he's not going to really be able to get the passes that he wants to. And um, Aaron Donald, you know, he's not going to be able to create too much of that tension. And um, Jalen Ramsey, he, you know, I've seen him get burned by Mike Evans, but I didn't really see too many people do that much damage to him all season long. And um, Deion Sanders has been actually covering about him a lot, but a lot of people have been burning him like burnt toast. So I'm going to go off of what Aaron said, you know. So I think Joe Mixon won't really have that good of a day running the ball for Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what Aaron said. Mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron Simmons, yes. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, think, I think he goes under. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Slightly under. Slightly under. Slightly under. Just a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna go. Listen, <laughs> listen, like listen, like Aretha Franklin said, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like Aaron said, just, just a little, little bit. bit. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just a little, little bit. bit. I think. I, 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 I think, think about uh, fifty cent. Fifty. Fifty cent. I think under. I think under his answer as well. I think that his. His most yardage is, is he's going to do a lot of damage in this game or have a big game. It may come in the short passing game at that second level, which we've seen yeah. exploited at times on this Rams defense. So that front's very solid. I mean, listen, if, if uh, somehow it becomes an ugly game, I could see a scenario where it does go over. But if I had to lay money one way or the other, I would say under uh, for Joe Mason. I agree. I agree with you. I think it's going to be under. I think Mason's going to get his yards in the passing game. Cam Akers, 64-and-a-half, TP timeless, over-under. I think Cam Akers goes under. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think that he'll have that big of a day <laughs> running the ball. But um, I think he will be effective in setting up the passing game. I think Matt Stafford is going to have an electric day, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Cam Akers will probably have anywhere from 40 to 55 yards rushing. This will do just enough while Stafford throws the ball like crazy because um, – He's back at SoFi, and he's the favorite to be the MVP, and I think they're going to try and set up this Disney World and everything else with all of the cameras. And the last game they played an NFC Championship game, they had a camera follow Kelly all the way from the booth all the way to the field. So mm-hmm, I think Stafford's going to have an electric day. So I don't think Akers is going to be running the ball that much. So he'll do enough to set up the pass. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go with under slightly or just a little bit, like I said previously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serious over under sixty four and a half. Sixty four and a half for Cam Akers. Cam Akers, sixty four and a half. Over. Give me the over slightly. Give me the give, give, give me the slight over there. Slightly, slightly, slightly over. Okay, slightly. Michael. Over yeah, under sixty four. Sixty four and a half for Cam Akers. I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is one of those that um, I feel pretty – I feel like the Rams are going to be able to have some success running the ball. So I'm not 100% sure which way to go. I mean, I, I do have some concern with the fact that they share the workload. So I think Sony Michelle will get some carries as well. So if I had to go one way or the other, I would probably go under. I'm going to go over. I think it's going to be over. I think they're going to run the ball effectively against uh, the Bengals, slow it down, um, not take the air out of it, but basically kind of give – I think early in the game they're going to give the quarterbacks time to breathe and soak it all in. I think they're going to run the ball. And then in the second half, I think they're going to get their passing yards. I think um, the second half, like Beckham and Cooper Cup are going to get going. I think in the first half, I think they're going to run the ball, and I think they're going to uh, get the butterflies out. Uh, last one. I'll do one more, and then we can uh, we can close the kitchen up. I I wanted to come back to the passers. 
um, Burrow in Stafford. Stafford should fear Eli Apple, by the way. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Exactly. Exactly. Passing touchdown. Serious. It's, uh, you chimed in. Joe Burrow's line is one and a half passing touchdown. Over or under? One and a half. Over. 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 Michael, over <clears throat> under one and a half for Joe Joe Burrow. Your boy, Joe Cool. Uh, no, I, I do like the over for Joey Franchise. I think, uh, I think over is over. Oh. Okay. Over. Okay. Mr. Timeless, Joey Burrow, over under one and a half touchdowns. Um, I don't know which way to go because I know Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing him, and um, I really don't know how this is going to go down. But if I had to pick this, I think he will go over. I think he'll have a good day throwing the ball to the end zone. I just don't think he'll have a lot of passing yards. But I'm going to go off of what Aaron said. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. So <laughs> I think he'll be over with two touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so is it is slightly over? over? No, I won't. I, I won't even do just a little bit. I just, I'm just going with, my, with what Aaron Simmons had told me. So, uh huh, I'm gonna do that and say he'll go over the the one and a half mark. I, mm-hmm, I just want to do that for the seven oh three to four one two, and uh, all of the uh, other states in between, from the Keystone to the uh, Virginia Lover State. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't even know the, the zip codes. <laughs> I, I, I was I was the zip codes, area codes, uh, DMAs, all that stuff. I'm going to go over. I think he gets two. That's it, two. Only two. Um, I think I, that's that's kind of my gut. Stafford, TP timeless, two and a half touchdowns. Over or under? I think Stafford's going to go over. Mm-hmm. Stafford's going to have about four touchdowns thrown in this game. I think this is going to really? be one of those days where he's going to be smiling all day. This is one of those Stafford can't miss type of games, and, and he's going to be the Hollywood story if he's – in L.A. and everything that he's going through in his career. This, this is everything. This is all of the drama to help him get the MVP. I can see it now. Mm-hmm. Aaron told me to tell you guys that. Aaron Simmons, mm-hmm. that's his <laughs> name. Yep, I'm, I'm doing that. T.P., if he holds up the Lombardi trophy, will you be happy for him? You're going to be happy for him, right? Yeah, I got it. I can't. I can't be that mad. I, the only thing that's going to make me mad is hearing the story before the game. I know it's going to be, oh, he was in Detroit, right. and um, you know what happened, Joe. Um, he struggled his whole career. Now he's at this point, and, and the lights are on, and I can just hear everything, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. That's the only thing that's going to get me mad. But now that he's here, it's like, go ahead and do it. There ain't no time for you to fail now. You know what I'm saying? If he fail here, then – I wonder what it is that makes him fail. Is it going to be somebody else or if it's off of his hand arm? You know what I'm saying? Like if he throws a pick or fumbles at the wrong time or does something crazy, that's the that's what I'm waiting to see if that happens. But it's like he can't do that now that he's at this point. Like the team's been set. This team has said that they've been Super Bowl ready. They said it at the beginning of the season. You guys got here. He can't, he can't mess up this situation now. It's, Eminem, Detroit, you better lose yourself. <laughs> I would, I would actually be happy for him. I, I think he's a great guy. It's a great story. So, uh, number one oh, pick, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, um, Every time he's in a Detroit, yeah. he never cheer for him. See, this is what Barry talking about, people. Because I'm, I'm a Giants fan. Why yeah. would I cheer for him? I'm a Giants fan. This, this, this on, is what together. I'm talking about, people. I, did you, I, I did you cheer for, did you cheer for Eli My Manning? Told me. Did you cheer? My grandmother, my grandmother told me to watch it. 
My grandmother told me to watch the company I keep. Mm-hmm. And now look at Barry. Barry does the same stuff that Aaron Simmons does. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they tell you why. Unbelievable. This is, see, see, this, this, is slander. this is slander, mm-hmm. people. This mm-hmm. is slander. Because I, why would mm-hmm. I cheer for Matt Stafford? He's not on my team. You never cheer for Eli Manning. You definitely don't cheer for Danny Dimes. You, you hear him right now, Sport City. Mm-hmm. This is Barry Jordan. This, I'm trying to tell you, the villain himself. He, <laughs> he does crooked stuff. Ludicrous. Mm-hmm. They, they roll together. Him, no, him and no, Aaron, they no, hold hands. Stop, listen, stop, listen, listen, listen. Stop. Him, him, and Aaron, they hold, him and Aaron, they hold hands while they do this hatred stuff. I don't know why they do this. I mean, wow. This is what they do. It's not, how is it hatred? What am, what am I hating? What am I hating? You said you weren't cheering for him in a Lion jersey, but now you're cheering for him in a Ram jersey. Mm-hmm. That tells you something. It's I'm trying to tell you something. It's the Super Bowl. Who else am I going to cheer for? Oh, goodness. There's only Listen, two quarterbacks I'm going to cheer for. Two. Sports City, this is what so I'm talking about. They're holding, they're, Sports oh City, they're holding hands singing Kumbaya, both of them. Kumbaya, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm telling you, Barry and Aaron. This is, mm-hmm. this is, this is, it's like it's it's like one way or the other. Either way, the the villain's the bad guy. I can't. I can't there's no pleasing you, like Austin Powers. There's no pleasing you. Okay. So mm-hmm. like you, this is you know unbelievable. I'm cheering for Matthew Stafford. Keep it up. I'm gonna cheer. I'm gonna cheer, I'm, gonna cheer, I'm gonna get a Bengals jersey. I'm gonna cheer for Joe Cool. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cheer for Joey Cool. That's what I'm gonna do. Just to just take it. Is that gonna match with your jersey in your in your closet, though? Mm. I don't have a Jets jersey. My dad does. My dad does. Oh, okay. I think he still has a uh, Sanchez jersey. Oh. I think he still has. Barry got jersey. one. Barry, Barry got everything you need. He got Mets gear, all that stuff. He got it around. Believe uh, me. Here we go. Here we go. Slander. Here we go. I am not a Jets fan. My father is a Jets fan. I don't know why he's, he's a Mets fan though. He's I, a Mets fan though. He claims Yankees, but he's a, a Mets, Mets guy, too. My dad, my, dad, my dad is a Mets fan. My dad's a Jets fan. And my dad is not a Knicks fan because he can't tolerate them. But uh, those are his two teams. So uh, shout out to my pops. Uh, I love you, pop. Everybody, um, when I go to the Jordan Estate, I'm going to pull out all the Mets fans from now. You're watching it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. There's nothing. There's no, I don't Mets paraphernalia. I got pictures of Mets that I bought for a dollar at my old job. Pictures of Mets I bought for a dollar. Old mm-hmm. illustrated that are probably worth money right now. If I got them signed, that'd be worth a lot of money. Holla. Dollar make you holla. Serious. Over or under two and a half touchdowns. Uh, for Matthew Stafford, I think I'm going to go over here. I think he did some stuff near the goal line. I think he pushes the ball in, in the end zone. I'm not too sure what that is, but. Wow. Is that your um, vibrator? Yeah, I, I think he gets – that's definitely Whoa. not me. That's definitely not me, sir. Definitely not me. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I think he gets over. I think he gets over. I, I think, you know, near the goal line, 10-yard line or whatever, he, he gets it in the end zone, throws the ball to Odell or throws the ball to Cooper Cup or something like that. I, I, think, I, think, he, I think he gets over that. Absolutely. I think he gets over too. Mike, over under two and a half uh, touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. And please give me your shout out. Uh, I'm going to close the kitchen up because TP is hurting my parents calling me a Jets. I agree with these guys on the over for that. Uh, listen, shout out to Barbershop on Clubhouse. Um, between Barbershop and Sports City Chats, we're doing Super Bowl Square. So uh, reach out through the Barbershop platform or reach out to us and uh, 
Pick up one of those squares. Also, man, got some really cool things going on. Looks like uh, Canelo is on the verge of signing a two-fight contract, one against Dmitry Ritloff, and uh, if he wins that fight, then we're looking at maybe a third fight between him and Gennady Golovkin. So, uh, mm. and maybe even in September. So that could be fun to see how that uh, turns out this year. But. Man, much love to TP. Without him, I wouldn't be here. To Clubhouse and Barbershop, Sports City Chefs, everybody for having me. As they say in Louisiana, man, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Michael. Uh, appreciate it. That's a big. That's some big news right there, Canelo. Man, I love that dude, man. I think he's probably the best fighter pound for pound right now. Um, TP probably disagrees, but I, I like him. Man. He's 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 a beast. Um, serious. 703, give us a shout-out. Give us a close-out as we get out of here on the caller's cookout. Yo, man, it's your boy, Sirius. I've been out 412 and a 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys. I was partnered to the party, but I, I came in making entries, and I, I love doing this with you guys, man. So with that being said, check out the blogs and, and the interviews and things of that nature. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Shout-out to our sponsors for, for rocking with us and, you know, you know, making us a part of your family. Uh, with that being said, man, we got a big game coming up tomorrow. NBA trade deadline, man. There's gonna be a lot of interesting moves that you know have been made, and I and I have a suspicion there's gonna be some come um, at the midnight hour uh, tomorrow. Um, I, nothing's gonna shock me, man. My, my Twitter feed's gonna be refreshed, you know, all the time. I gotta see the woes bombs and see what happens, man. But with that being said. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. Your boy's gone. Absolutely, man. Uh, shout out to, to uh, the co-host, the host of uh, the Crossover Cafe from tomorrow. Um, Dave, he's dealing with uh, <coughs> COVID, so, um, you know, it affects everybody. So hopefully him and his family uh, are, are doing well there in our prayers and, and all that good stuff. SportsCityChefs.com. Get to the website, the blogs, the interviews, um, the information on the Super Bowl squares. Uh, is on our website. Uh, we got limited squares left. We're starting to sell out pretty quick. Um, so I think we got about 27 or so squares left, might be a little less. Um, so make sure you get in there and get those squares. TP Timeless will be pulling the squares. I think you're going to pull them Sunday on the show. If not, we'll probably have it ready um, so that you can get the squares um, downloaded. So we'll figure that out, but um, we'll have fun with that as well. Um, making sure everybody gets their um, <clears throat> their brackets so uh, you can get your numbers. Um, so, like I said, get to the website. Shout out to uh, PHI Apparel. Get to the their website, phiapparel.co, phiapparel.co. Use the co- promo code CHEF to get 15% off of all the merchandise. Uh, great stuff for Philadelphia fans and if you like Philly. Um, Listen, it's a pleasure doing the show with TP. I've uh, been doing this for a long time with him. <clears throat> it, 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 it's always fun. We always have a lot of fun doing these shows. Um, we do it because we love the game. We love talking about uh, sports, and we just love to get a platform to do it. So um, that being said, TP, you know what to do, man. Nobody closes out a show like you close out a show, so get us out of here, bro. Ooh, that man, not it. That man, not it, man. 457.com. Check out the website, interviews, the blog, receipts. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. We also got stuff going throughout the weekend. Stay tuned to a lot of stuff we got going on. We also got the uh, the boxes that uh, Barry just mentioned, so don't miss that. Stay tuned to all of our social media pages, anything that you can see what we're up to next. 
We are pushing the envelope, and that is for sure. On that note, tell a friend and tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Playing from Amazon Music. Tune in. 